Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. yesterday afternoon that the presidents had commuted the sentence of Rod Blagojevich, who'd been in prison in Colorado for the last eight years, and that got tongues wagging here in the land of Lincoln and across the country. Uh, we'll break down the uh, timeline uh, from Blagojevich's conviction in 2011 up to today, uh, winding through several different stories. In fact, if you'd like to piece them, they're all over the place today, but the Center Square uh, has a story about uh, Blagojevich's commutation, and Illinois policy does as well. Hang on, let me check. No, the Fox News uh, window doesn't have that, but I'm sure they did yesterday afternoon. Uh, you can find those stories at WTAD.com. Uh, so we'll piece together uh, what Blagojevich has said, what Pritzker, Governor Pritzker, has said uh, about it. Uh, Jim Durkin weighed in. Uh, the Illinois House Republican delegation uh, weighed in with a press release. Um, and what President Trump said uh, about this uh, as as well. So, And Senator Dick Durbin. So we'll get into this on the back half of the Wednesday edition of the News Roundtable. Good morning. My name's Quaid. I'm joined in studio by Steve Bull, pressing all the buttons in the proper order, and Scott Hardy delivering all the latest news from the WTAD Newsroom. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody. Quincy Alderman have learned that the city will be paying nearly 4% more in salaries in the next fiscal year budget. City Council last night heard a presentation from Comptroller Sherry Ray about changes in that budget, including a 3.84% increase in salaries due to the city having one more pay period than normal. That means a $590,000 increase against the general fund. That extra pay period also means the city will make an additional $163,000 in employee retirement payments to the Illinois Municipal Retirement Fund. In addition to that, nearly $800,000, Mayor Kyle Moore says another budgeting change will make next year's general fund look even bigger, even though it really won't be. We also have reclassified how we uh, do central services. So central services, which is your public works department, used to be in its own separate fund. We would divert money from general fund revenue to subsidize that in previous years. This year we're going to move it into the general fund, which means that those general fund expenses are going to be increased again by $2 million. So when that budget re is released, it's going to look like we uh, you know, are spending a lot more than what we did previously. But in reality, we're reclassifying uh, certain departments and making it more transparent. Last year, the city spent $3 million to subsidize central services. There will also be separate funds in the general fund for garbage and recycling. Moore says that will help the city easier track revenues and costs for both services now and in the future. We wanted to make sure is as we're talking garbage and recycle in the future that people get a good idea, not just in the year that we're talking about it, but in every single budget year, how much we are either uh, making money or subsidizing that garbage and recycle service. Last year, the city spent $354,000 to subsidize those services. Two more presentations are planned in March over staffing levels and infrastructure. 
and the budget should be released by the end of March. The next fiscal year will start May 1st. Weak communication structures, a lack of accountability, and high utility rates were all highlighted in a review of the Hannibal Board of Public Works presented at last night's Hannibal City Council meeting. Other issues pointed out in the review include safety and the organization structure. HPPW owned by the city and governed by a board and funded by taxpayers. The 10-page report by Stowe Utility Group says that the BPW, though, is in a good position to make some important improvements. After that review, the CEO, Jay Stowe, identified five key issues for the BPW, including the uh, improvement in communication as well as more accountability. That comes after last year, which three investigations were launched into what the board called a misuse of funds. Stowe's report says that the BPW didn't follow policy and that too many credit cards were issued for the wrong reasons. He also believes that the BPW rates are high. National search is on for the utilities general manager. Stowe said that position is too broad. He recommended a director of operations position be added as well. But he doesn't believe the utility should be privatized or merged with the city. In fact, he says that the organization and the structure is the best solution for a utility of that size as well. In other news, a new London man is behind bars after allegedly hitting several vehicles, including two belonging to law enforcement, during a chase from New London to Hannibal, which injured four people, two of them seriously. The Rawls County Sheriff's Office has identified that man as Jeremy Charlton. It says the incident started Tuesday morning when deputies were sent to the Casey's on West 1st Street after a vehicle was seen driving recklessly. That vehicle had been reported stolen Saturday in Columbia, Missouri. While a deputy tried to talk to Charlton and two others in the vehicle, Charlton allegedly rammed the deputy's vehicle and fled. A report says during the chase, Charlton appeared to intentionally hit another Rawls County Sheriff's Office patrol vehicle, a Missouri State Highway Patrol vehicle, and a third vehicle before coming to a stop on New London Road just south of Hannibal, trying to run away. The Highway Patrol says that in all, four people were hurt during the chase, including two Rawls County deputies. They suffered minor injuries and were treated at Hannibal Regional Hospital. Two others in Charlton's car, 32-year-old Rebecca Doherty of Hannibal and 27-year-old Brittany Rail of New London, both suffered serious injuries and were also taken to Hannibal Regional. Charlton's in the Marion County Jail on a Marion County warrant for violating his probation. He's being held on $200,000 bond. Additional charges from the chase could be filed by Rawls County prosecutors. One person was hurt Monday afternoon afternoon after a two-vehicle crash in Pike County, Missouri. The Missouri State Highway Patrol identifies that person as 57-year-old David Alexander of Louisiana. says the accident happened on Route B at Pike County Road 122. Report says that a step van driven by 32-year-old Jonathan Shepard of Bowling Green didn't yield to Alexander. Those vehicles then collided head-on. Alexander was taken to Blessing Hospital with moderate injuries. Some residents along Quincy's Riverfront are under a boil order. That was after service was shut off yesterday for about eight hours. City's engineering department said it shut off the water to customers on Bonansinga Drive from 1021 to 2711. And the water was turned back on around 7 o'clock last night. At, that was after crews fixed a broken water main. That boil order remains in effect. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our social media, including both Twitter and Facebook. All right. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. sir. It's 1014. We'll take a time out. When we come back, uh, the, the ball of yarn uh, that the Rod Blagojevich situation 
became uh, after he was impeached as governor of Illinois and uh, up to his release yesterday following commutation of his sentence from President Trump. A lot of people have weighed in on this, so we'll backtrack uh, for this story uh, from the time that Blagojevich uh, got impeached through his turn with the president before he was president on his TV show uh, and what has occurred since and how it affects some politicians in Illinois and what they've said about the situation when we come back on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Welcome back to the News Roundtable. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Uh, Rod Blagojevich, man, seems like such a long time ago now, but he was convicted in 2011, I get nine years ago, by a federal jury uh, on 17 counts, uh, including that attempt to sell the U.S. Senate seat that was vacated by Barack Obama when he was elected president in 2008. Remember, I got this thing. It's golden. Remember that? Oh, yeah. On tape? It was a little bit more than just golden. That Yes. I, uh, I, he, well, he there added, are things we can't say on the air. True. He just added an adjective to express just how golden it was. Yeah. Um, the president uh, yesterday, upon his commutation uh, of Blagojevich, said, uh, quote, he served eight years in jail. That's a long time. And I watched his wife on television. I don't know him very well. I met him a couple of times. He was on for a short time on The Apprentice years ago. Seemed like a very nice person. Don't know him, but he served eight years in jail. There's a long time to go. Uh, he'll be able to go home to his family after serving eight years in jail. That was a tremendously powerful, ridiculous sentence, in my opinion. The White House official statement uh, said that during his confinement, Mr. Blagojevich had demonstrated exemplary character, devoting himself to improving the lives of his fellow prisoners. Uh, the White House statement said, uh, quote, he tutors and teaches GED classes, mentors prisoners regarding personal and professional development, speaks to them about their civic duties, notwithstanding his lengthy sentence. The White House continued, Mr. Blagojevich also counsels inmates to believe in the justice system and to use their time in prison for self-improvement. Uh, there's been a lot of conversation over the last, uh, what, uh, 18 hours about the difference between a pardon and a commutation. Uh, a commutation reduces the prison term, uh, but the conviction itself stays on your record. A pardon wipes all of that away as if it never happened mm -hmm. even though it did happen the pardon erases it from your past the commutation isn't exactly the same as a pardon you say well effectively it is he's out of jail well yes along that ends but legally there is uh, a difference if you remember as the president pointed out uh, Blagojevich was a contestant on celebrity apprentice back in 2010 just a few months before he got arrested uh, and a year or so after he was impeached and removed 
from the governor's office in Springfield. House Minority Leader Jim Durkin weighed in about the commutation, saying that it sends the wrong message uh, to society, amongst other things. The Illinois House Republican delegation, uh, made up of uh, representatives Darren LaHood, John Shimkus, Adam Kinzinger, Rodney Davis, and Mike Boss, put out a statement saying that they're disappointed. Uh, they said, we believed he received an appropriate and fair sentence. Uh, they also included, not once has Blagojevich shown any remorse for his clear and documented record of egregious crimes. Uh, as our state continues to grapple with political corruption, uh, we shouldn't let those who breach the public trust off the hook. History will not judge Rod Blagojevich. Well, this isn't the first. You're forgetting the one sentence that really kind of ties it all together. Uh, Blagojevich is the face of public corruption in, in Illinois. Illinois. Yes, that is part of the public. <laughs> that is part of the press release that uh, the House Republican delegation put out. This isn't the first time that that delegation uh, has commented officially to the president uh, regarding uh, uh, Rod Blagojevich. Um, in 2018, they wrote a letter to the president opposing any type of of pardon or commutation uh, or mercy for Blagojevich at all. That that letter reminded uh, President Trump of all of the evidence and the convictions of uh, Blagojevich, including his shakedown of the Children's Memorial Hospital uh, CEO, yeah, fifty fifty thousand dollar campaign contribution. And also the delay of signing a, a law for the state's horse tracks until he got his ten thousand uh, dollar donation from them. So that that letter a couple of years ago uh, pointed towards that. So it's understanding why the House Republican delegation would follow that up with their letter of being disappointed. Um, hang on, let me find my. I've got a, a skein of papers. Uh, in front of me. Governor Pritzker uh, weighed in uh, on this. Uh, he said he remains committed to passing legislation aimed at preventing corruption. Uh, the governor said Illinoisans have endured far too much corruption and we must send a message to politicians that corrupt practices will no longer be tolerated. Uh, governor Pritzker said President Trump has abused his power, his pardon power in inexplicable ways to reward his friends and condone corruption. Again, he didn't pardon uh, Rod Blagojevich. He just commuted his sentence. Uh, Pritzker said, I'm committed to continuing to take clear and decisive steps this spring to prevent politicians from using their offices for personal gain. Governor Pritzker said, I'll continue to approach this work with that firm conviction. Um, it's interesting, and I didn't know this, but apparently last month, Governor Blagojevich uh, wrote a column that Newsmax printed called House Democrats Would Have Impeached Lincoln. Uh, Blagojevich apparently didn't mention President Trump's name in the column, uh, but uh, Patty Blagojevich uh, did tag the president's name when she retweeted the piece on social media so i found that uh, interesting mark conkle who writes for the patch and had previously been fired over a blagojevich pritzker story in the past chimed in with a pretty heady piece uh he doesn't believe pritzker's uh position on this because pritzker has been on tape 
part of the tapes that we heard with Blagojevich when uh, JB was in the Democrat primary running for governor. If you remember that audio coming out and JB talking about that Senate seat with Governor Blagojevich. Conkle says now the Governor Pritzker wants us to believe that Governor Blagojevich's early release is some kind of signal to crooked politicians that Illinois can go back to corruption as usual. Conkle says that seems like phony political outrage uh, to me. Uh, he spent eight years in prison for his crimes. Um, Senator Dick Durbin, as Scott pointed out, trying to find that balance there for being outraged that President Trump would do this. But in the past, he had said he supported a reduced sentence for Blagojevich on more than one occasion. So it's an odd position that Senator Durbin finds himself in. In fact, an odd position for many people in the political spectrum as President Trump commutes, you know, a corrupt governor from Illinois, Democrat, uh, that puts Republicans in a position to go, what are you doing? And it puts Democrats in position to go, what you did was wrong, because what he did was wrong. That guy's a Democrat, so we, uh, we, we don't, it's an, it's a gray muddled area all of a sudden. By the way, Conko finishes up, uh, his patch piece by saying once Blagojevich gets back to Ravenswood Manor, there's no telling what the ex-con might say about the ways J.B. Pritzker tried to wield influence over the corrupt political status quo back in the day. And that's an interesting point to bring up because Scott had mentioned that social media was full of all kinds of stuff yesterday. <laughs> and, he's, and he's right. You couldn't escape it no. if you were on social media yesterday. And for the most part, uh, there was a whole lot of upset people but I'm beginning to wonder, because this is Illinois, are are there some people concerned that Governor Blagojevich may have some information on them? There were people jumping to that conclusion yesterday that perhaps Governor Blagojevich had something to share with the feds who have an ongoing investigation, it seems, uh, around the state. The point that I also made was that if he was going to share it, he should have done it at the time that he was facing prosecution in order to lessen his sentence. That begins that, that and and that would be yeah an obvious time Rod to share Bl that information, use Rod, that leverage. Rod Blagojevich, as we all know, is a lot of things. A martyr is not one of them. <laughs> uh, it's it's an interesting. There are a lot of interesting conversations uh, going on today. Uh, do you think that uh, Trump, just because he had the guy on his TV show and fired him, liked him enough, even though he says he didn't really know him, to go ahead and commute his sentence? Do you take the president at his word that eight years is enough for the crime that he committed? It, it, it sets up uh, uh, an interesting thing, and perhaps, and I don't know that it will happen, you've got uh, Governor Pritzker's budget address coming up at noon today. It's probably too late to get something about this added to this budget address, but the governor, uh, Governor Pritzker, has weighed in on this significantly. Corruption is a front-page, top-of-the-list thing to address in this state. He's making a state address today. Will this come up? I know it's got nothing to do with the budget in a real, concrete way, but can you tie it in that corruption costs the state? I think you can. Will Governor Pritzker 
put part of this and, and comment further on it in the budget address. That's coming up at noon today from the state capitol. Uh, and there's a lot of expectations about what Governor Pritzker will lay out in his budget address. And for that, we will be joined uh, by Adam Schuster, a uh, frequent guest on the show from Illinois Policy Institute. He will be joining us tomorrow at 10 a.m. to talk about the uh, governor's budget address, which is coming up in about 90 minutes in Springfield. So quite a bit on the Illinois political radar over the last 24 hours. Had President Trump not commuted uh, Blagojevich's sentence in Colorado, today's topic is going to be about what to expect from the budget address. But since what happened yesterday happened, it kind of bumped it. So we'll talk about it tomorrow with Adam Schuster. Budget address coming up at noon. We'll talk about it with Adam Schuster from Illinois Policy Institute tomorrow morning. We'll be here at 10. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.